Hello, hello, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano, and today we're going to be talking about a concept that not many people really talk about, and I really want to get, uh, I don't know, people interested in learning more about it. And it's kind of a continuation off of the time management episode uh, when I time-checked units, and I found this to be very important uh, in my day-to-day life that I've been using for a long time now, or at least this idea of it. Now, uh, what I call this is dead time. Now, if you are new to the podcast, before I dive too deep into it, uh, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you fall asleep, uh, cur- you know, curb your insomnia, and to get, you mi- to get your mind off of your day. I try to br- bring value by uh, adding nice ambient white noise, background noises that blend in. And I also try to offer, at least in my opinion, nuggets of value to you as a listener. Uh, Most of the time, I admit, it's never going to be 100% on par of what you're expecting. But that's that's fine. Uh, The goal here is to obviously not be too interesting or else you'll stay up the whole time. And that's what I don't want. And I figure, I don't know, it just tends to be the way that I talk. Whether I'm talking with clients or talking with people for a long time, I might just be a boring person. I don't know, uh, but people tend to yawn a lot more, and I figured, why not create a podcast around creating a whole plethora, smorgasbord of just sleep-inducing ideas that come to my mind. On the flip side, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, feel free to add me on Twitter uh, at at gmail.com or uh, send me feedback, comments, or potential ideas for the podcast, too. I'm always all ears. I'd love to chat. Uh, send me an email at droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Now, talking about the concept of dead time. If you were to Google dead time right now, uh, you'll probably get a plethora of different meanings. And generally, the idea of dead time is probably dependent on like the industry or, or a specific industry or a specific group of people or community. Uh, that use it for their, you know, whatever needs. Uh, you might see some that are related to engineering. Uh, you might talk talking about dead time as a response to uh, maybe like time constraints. And uh, I've seen some where it talks about parano- parano- paranormal experiences and ghosts where the idea of dead time is catered around uh, just being dead, I guess. I haven't dove too much into that. Uh, reason being is uh, that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, what I want to focus on is the dead time in our day-to-day lives, the dead time that generally, in my experience, uh, leaves us open to poor time management, poor time productivity, or just poor, poor productivity in general. And uh, the concept of dead time is probably something that, if you're someone that does not do well with tracking time in general... Or if you're someone that just just tends to lose time, it, like lose track of time in general, I should say, 
uh, the concept of dead time will probably get you thinking more actively in uh, how you are doing your, pro your productivity throughout the day. Uh, this has practical applications, at least in my opinion, of work and you know personal, social, whatever. So, uh, so what is it? What is dead time? Dead time, to me, uh, is a pretty interesting time slash productivity concept where we track the amount of time that is unrealized. It's, it's dead time is actually unrealized free time. So by that, uh, in other words, I mean, if there, if you are ever in a situation where you realize, Hey, I might be driving. I might be, I might be doing the laundry or cooking food or walking, working out, literally any activity that you're doing. If you're actively doing something, that's not dead time. But the moment you are done with an activity or you're waiting upon a future activity that you've recently did to move on to like your next item off your list to do something during the day, uh, that technically is uh, dead time that's being used. So a practical example would be if we are doing laundry and we know that Whenever we do the laundry, it might take us five or 10 minutes to gather our clothes, separate them and start the load. Nothing wrong with that. That's just time that, you know, unless you're rich enough to have other people do it, so, uh, you know, you're, you're better off doing it yourself like 99% of the time. So that's fine. You start the load and when you start the load, uh, you instead, you know, it takes say, 90 minutes for the washer to go um, complete before you have to put it in the dryer. Well, during those 90 minutes, you know, you're obviously not going to be waiting for the washer to be done with, okay? Uh, you're going to be spending that time, some of it, you know, preparing for another load, some of it cleaning the house. But the whole idea is that 90 minutes that you're waiting on, in theory, if you chose to wait, that's dead time. And I use the laundry example because that's one of the most extreme examples that I think we all uh, try to avoid is, you know, waiting 90 minutes for a specific a function to be done before you can move about your day. Seems simple. But a lot of our decisions that we make day to day uh, frequently give us opportunities to, uh, you know, add dead time to the day. And that's something we don't want. So... More specifically, if you want to think about it more, if you are still doing the laundry and you have your 90 minutes until the dryer starts, you, know, you can obviously spend 10, 20 minutes preparing the next load, cleaning up around the house, doing air, you know, doing dishes. Uh, but the whole idea of that is, say, within those 90 minutes, you have to uh, go to the store and. Uh, yeah, so they say go to the store and buy some groceries. Well, you know, driving to the store might take 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And, you know, you're active, you're, in theory, you're actively driving, but are you really? Uh, so, in this example, if we're talking about driving to the store, it takes 20 minutes. You know, are you listening to music during that time? Are you just thinking about the day? Are you planning about the day? Or are you kind of just looking out in the clouds and kind of just 
not really doing too much, just driving and, uh, you know, going about that and assuming that traffic isn't ridiculous and you, you don't have to, you know, have a thousand percent focus uh, most of the time, at least in my experience, is uh, driving or walking to a destination uh, is a very dead time, uh, especially because you're not technically being produ productive. So, uh, an instance there where if you're driving and say if you wanted to listen to a podcast that you've been really itching to get into, or in some cases, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be full productivity mode. If there was like a episode of The Office or an episode or like an audio show or some or something that you've been really trying to get to, but that doesn't require too much of your attention, but at the same time is something that you that you've been wanting to cross off your list. Uh, you know, that 20 minute drive can turn into a 20 minute uh, audio reading session, for example. You effectively cut out 20 minutes of dead time in that drive while still cutting out, uh, you know, that 90 minutes of your of your uh, laundry. Now, it sounds like I'm going down our rabbit hole, and I am. But uh, the whole idea behind it is that no matter what activity you do, if you put your mindset in, in thinking that if what you're doing is fully product productive or if it's if it's just something that is creating dead time and again dead time is unrealized or sorry it's, it's actually realized free time unrealized free time is not dead time unrealized free time uh unrealized free time is technically is when dead time counts but when it's realized free time and you're doing something about it, it's no longer dead time. You're actively doing something that's productive while being on cue of another activity. So it's really, at the end of the day, it's just more of like production, productivity efficiency or like time efficiency uh, and just getting the bang for your buck in how you use your time daily. And at least how I think about this as a difference between like the time units that are measured uh, that... I think I talked about that last week or a couple weeks ago, was that when you're tracking your time units, uh, it's effectively doing it, it's a reflection of what you've recently done and to see how you can improve upon it. Uh, and it's more of like a graphical thing that you can check out and say, okay, you know, I, I spent 10 hours this week not doing too much. I want to focus on uh, reading a book. Uh, whenever I notice, I just goofed around like for a few hours. Okay, so you're actually making a decision for the future, uh, reflecting on the past. Whereas the dead time concept is is consistently thinking more, is taking more of an active approach, where you're understanding, okay, here's what I'm doing now, and is it a high value, low value, or am I just uh, doing this to complete one list off my checklist, and is there anything else I could be doing that is just as effective, more effective, or least effective? And Really, I think like how most of the stuff we do, especially when it comes to like automation or kind of just letting machines, computers, you know, or even hiring other people to do the chores for us uh, or tasks or assignments for us, uh, it's really just figuring out what where the dead time uh, happens. And uh, I want to make sure you guys aren't confused between like the idea of dead time and wasted time. So, wasted time is effectively time that, it's essentially, it's usage of 
time use is of negative value or its value it's or it has like no value at all. And but I mean no value I mean like if you can honestly go back and say, you know, this was a true waste of time, like I drove for 30 minutes to a store to find this item, then I found out that it was out of stock and I go home and it's been like an hour and I'm upset, you know, like outside of trying to spin it into a positive experience that you know, I say, oh, I spent an hour just enjoying my day. It's like that's, you know, that wasn't your intent. Uh, you weren't, you were enjoying it while you were trying to finish this task. Okay, you, you know, that that's that's a false spin. Uh, and you know that you guys know what wasted time is. It's it's realized uh, free time or realized time that had completely negative value. Okay, and depending on the person, they can set up their own restrictions of like how I waste how, how time's wasted how like my time could be wasted by well the example for me is like driving I, I absolutely hate driving uh, at least that's the idea behind it so uh, and some people might find driving to be a fun activity and it's just a means to an end and you know or they do Uber it's not wasted time for some people it's just for me I just, it's just not my cup of tea so the idea of wasted time is dependent on each person but I think everyone has their own specific idea of what time is wasted versus dead time. Uh, dead time uh, really isn't wasted time. It's just finding the efficiencies in uh, the realized in, in the in the unrealized free time stage, or I guess realizing that you have free time more free time than you have uh, imagined. So, uh, so uh, you know, a lot of this definitely can start pairing into the the idea of multitasking, um, although. Uh, this is effectively, uh, I would say this is effective multitasking at the end of the day, you know, to where you're not doing the laundry with one arm and you're not uh, reading a book in the other, you know, like, you know, you, you're, you, you can only have concentration ideally doing one thing, at least that's what I've come to learn. Uh, for those of you who can multitask, I hate you. I hate you. Not really, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, if, you're, if you have the ability to multitask, that is awesome. Unfortunately, I do not. So uh, the idea of 10 dead time and realizing like the amount of dead time that's being used is crucial. Now, uh, why is this important to recognize? I think the importance of understanding dead time is that it gets you actively thinking about how you use your time daily. And it starts giving you more of a priority of using your time correctly. Uh, when you're more cognizant of the time that goes on, you can, at least in theory, you know, plan out your day, you can at least stop and think, okay, you can think objectively about the time value of effort when it comes to doing any task. And, uh, you know, that's what I, at least that's what I uh, aim to do. That's generally how I've been operating uh, most of the time. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, obviously, uh, I, I don't talk about dead time too much, uh, and uh, this is my actually first time talking about it uh, specifically to other people. Uh, I don't say to other people, but probably like on the podcast or something that's more public outside of like my friends and you know family. And uh, yeah, and to me, it, logically, it makes sense. It's just optimizing your your time. It's optimizing your waiting time, and. Uh, for me, I find that to be very useful. Um, so it's important, again, like I said, recognize because in whether or not uh, the application can be used anywhere. 
So it could be used kind of thinking about self-reflection. Uh, when you talk about like, hey, did I use my time correctly today? Or were, were there any like leaks in, in knots? You know, like did I wait so long for like two people, or two hours for like the cable man to come? Like, was, what was I doing like during those two time, those two hours? Was it effective? Was I stuck? Was I like held hostage? Or could I have done something more? So uh, it starts get, it, start, it certainly helps you focus on like self-reflection, or at least that's what the that, you know that's one application for it. Another application is thinking as well. Uh, when you think about like, hey, uh, it's a little bit of self-reflection as, as well when you talk about thinking, but like it could be, uh, you know, you're thinking about uh, things that you're doing now or how to improve what you're doing currently. You know, what's the, you know, what are better things that you could be doing with your time if you realize, hey, like I'm actually waiting like 40 minutes here or something better I could be doing. Uh, and same thing with like society or time. You know, like I mentioned the car example, if you're meeting friends or if you're doing... Uh, any sort of activities that might require, uh, that might have dead time, uh, or at least the process of doing these things that might have dead time uh, involved, then uh, that's, you know, that, that gets you thinking more. And it makes you uh, more more uh, proactive and not the uh, reactive approach. Like, at least that's the mindset. Now, uh, is dead time preventable. Now, focusing on every single aspect and every single detail of dead time is probably impossible. Uh, you know, for example, I could probably think of like four or five examples, four or five things that I could be doing right now that uh, that are related to dead time that I don't actually think I can avoid, or at least I haven't taken action yet. Um, but Every little thing that we could think of, there's probably some sort of dead time or cue or waiting time that uh, that you have, and and I don't, yeah, I don't think it's fully possible to be to prevent all dead time because that does, in theory, mean that you are ten thousand percent efficient, or you know, hundred percent efficient in everything you do, uh, and and everyone's version of efficiency could just be like, you know, what's the most important or high priority or valuable thing that you can do for yourself or yourself in the future that you're able to do. And most of the stuff um, you don't realize until it already happens and then you use that information to then think about it in the future, but there's always gonna be something new that pops up. So there's always gonna be dead time regardless of what you're gonna do, but the whole, the whole idea is that you wanna realize that time while it's happening and then you can take action. So that's the key there is like you want to realize it and then it gives you the ability to stop think and take action relating to that uh, some other examples uh, and actually this uh, I'll give a more practical example uh, that talks uh, with numbers specifically so uh, in regards to calculating dead time uh, one thing I think a lot of us do, uh, assuming uh, if you're listening to this right now and you probably live on your own or you know you are at least self-sustaining, is cooking dinner. Uh, so I think a lot of us either cook dinners in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but so, you know, if you're someone who cooks, who does home cooking, uh, say you're cooking on the stove. You know, if I wanted to make some, want to make some prime rib steaks. Uh, you know, it takes me like 25, 30 minutes to prepare the steaks. Uh, you know, salt, season, uh, oil, and and, uh, and cook it. 
or at least like sear it. But but say a portion of the cooking phase of the steak requires me to put it, or the prime rib requires me to put it in the oven for 15 to 20 minutes. Well, uh, a lot of people when they put the 15 to 20 minutes, uh, you know, put put the steak in the oven for 15 to 20 minutes, they tend to either focus on cooking like another part of the dish or they tend to just say oh you know I'm done I'm just gonna wait uh, again uh, you might think that putting off like say putting the dishes away or even just cleaning up uh, you might you might think putting that off till later is a good idea and yeah you know there's totally nothing wrong with that but say it takes you to takes you 20 minutes to clean up find the pots, pans, and do most of the dishes prior to, you know, serving. Uh, but it takes you tw about 20 minutes to do that in general. Uh, if you did those separately, you know, you waited for the steak, and then you did the dishes, uh, that's 35 minutes out of your day. Okay. Then, uh, as opposed to doing the dishes while you're waiting for the oven, and after the oven goes off, uh, you, you know, you take the steak out, and then you can continue your dishes while the steak finishes cooking, uh, you're effectively only taking 20 minutes out of your day to do everything because the steaks are already being done, and you're turning the dead time of the steaks into uh, just more or less this automated time while you just do the dishes. Uh, so yeah, 35 minutes total for between both, but if you actually did the dishes while the steak went and you made the dishes a priority, that would have been 20 minutes out of your day total. Uh, so you cut 15 minutes out of your day, and that's the same time as the steak that you, you were quote-unquote waiting for. So that 15 minutes of, of you uh, using while for the steak uh, to do the dishes, that's, that 15 minutes was dead time that you completely cut out. Uh, so beforehand it was 15 minutes of dead time, and then it became effectively useful time. So you save 15 minutes of your day of, of repeated, I don't want to say repeated, but chores that uh, no, 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 no. I wanna, I wanna say this the right way. Let's see. So this is your first time listening. I've actually, I, I feel like I've done pretty well trying to explain it. Uh, but the idea uh, of this is, uh, yeah, as opposed to 35 minutes of the day, you only spent 20, and you, and you pretty much fast forwarded your checklist of things that you needed to do anyway, down one uh, with 15 minutes less. Now, there are a couple other examples I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can just explain to you right now that, um, at least for me, that is relevant, that does have dead time, that I, that, that I really need to uh, actually implement more. And one is when it comes to the uh, editing process of the podcast and, and when it comes to like, yeah, the editing, mainly like the sound editing and even the recording. Uh, if I were to stop and remove like all the long pauses or all the ums or whatever you know, nuances that I generally talk about, or idiosyncrasies, whatever the word is, uh, then I would spend like an extra hour, maybe two hours just going through that and making the podcast, at least my podcast experience, not as enjoyable. And to me, that's completely dead time. Like it's time that it's almost bordering on wasted time because it's like there's certain things I could be doing, um, but it's just time that doesn't, yeah, actually that's more wasted time. Never mind that one. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to remove it. I'm not going to remove this section because of that very reason. However, when I'm generally done recording, uh, when it comes to editing, 
specifically like the sound qualities or even the beginning of each intro uh, i could technically automate that and just keep like the consistent like uh, sound waves or like just the, the volumes uh, consistent because every time i do add like a new background noise or rain noise or ambience noise the sounds do vary so i try to keep it consistent so i have to fluctuate the sounds each podcast uh, in theory all i need to do is just uh, change the sound quality but for the like audio or like for the intro for the uh, background noises once just do it all like just do it out of the get-go and then if i were to go to edit it would simply be a drag and drop process versus a manual uh change every single episode so when i whenever i do these edits i'm probably spending 20 to 30 40 minutes making these edits it's it every single episode instead of just you know doing it once saving that those specific files and then just placing it as needed uh, although personally i might find that to be like I like doing it manually because it has an extra touch, but this is an example where those 20 or 30 or 40 minutes technically is dead time because I could easily easily automate that, but turn it into something more valuable, such as uh, like such as just hitting record, or sorry, hit, hit edit, paste, and then just spend my time uh, updating the descriptions and releasing the episode uh, while it's while the episode is uh, rendering. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's that's one example. Uh, another example that I think you guys probably do or some of you use all the time, uh, you take a lot of public transportation. I think a lot of you uh, end up, uh, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, or even at the airport, you know, when you're stuck in one spot, you generally prepare ahead of time for things you want to do. Um, you know, whatever's playing Sudoku for, like, mind games or just reading books or listening to podcasts. Or, or catching up with friends too. I mean, that's you know. The, I mean, you can, you know, you, everyone has their own idea of time that's valuable, and it's just recognizing like, hey, you don't have to stop and sit and do nothing uh, if you're stuck in a situation. Now, uh, the way I think about it, at the end of the day, when it comes to calculating, calculating dead time, it's just, you know, if you were just being efficient. It's just keeping the idea of, of quantifying how efficient are you. And I don't recommend you guys taking this to the extreme of like thinking of every little task uh, that could be optimized. You can certainly do that, uh, but it might just be a little bit too much because you're going to spend so much time thinking about that time all the time. It's just, it's just any moment that you realize, oh, I'm waiting for something. Is there something else I could be doing in the meantime? That's really what it boils down to. And I get that it sounds super simple but I believe a lot of people just tend to overlook uh, uh, they tend to overlook doing this practice you know uh, and it's not uh, and I don't, don't I don't know if that's intentional or it's uh, just something that people forget about but uh, I, to me it's almost no different than going to someone and saying hey do you want to be healthy and they'll say yeah and you say cool uh, all you gotta do is diet and exercise and then just walk away and the other person's like, oh, okay, yeah, I know that. But the other person, it could be obese, they could be way out of shape. They might have, like, that type, that diabetes that's that's self-created. You know, I think it's, like, type 2 diabetes. So there, there could be a lot of things going wrong with a person. Um, but they know that, you know, if someone says, hey, just do these things, and it sounds super simple, like, yeah, just diet and exercise. And 
Uh, it's just not practice. And I think uh, dead time is something that I would quantify as the sa like under the same umbrella. It's just it's like, hey, what are you doing with your time? Oh, you know, just staring at a wall. Why are you staring at a wall? Ah, oh, you know, I'm just waiting for my uh, my my dryer to finish up. Okay, well, how long that's gonna be? Like two hours. It's like okay, so you're just gonna do this for two hours? You don't wanna walk? You don't wanna maybe go for a quick run? You don't wanna? I don't know. <laughs> like like go on your phone, read an article, anything, or just find a friend, have lunch, do something. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it it's something that I believe that there are enough people that tend to overlook, and it's something that I think it's something that's quantifiable. Uh, that that I think uh, people could take action with, and I think the moment you start quantifying something that has real life applications is when uh, people, or maybe you or me, start actually uh, taking action once things are realized. So I'm not going to leave you guys hanging of just saying like, oh yeah, just just do dead time. Like, what do I do? So uh, what I wanted to talk about too, on top of the concept of dead time, is turning whatever free time that you have, and this could be dead time or just time that you realized uh, that you might have, uh, or, or say like bonus free time that you just had available, uh, is to turn that into a productivity tool for you. So uh, I wrote this article in Medium. Uh, I feel like I sound like a commercial when I say that, but uh, this article was actually written about four years ago, a little bit over four years ago, and uh, it actually took me like three or four years to write it only because I was super lazy. So, uh, so I was, I'm usually been practicing this uh, concept and I call it uh, uh, Blitz Sessions. And I'll link to the uh, Medium post uh, in the description. But the whole idea behind, you know, I call it Blitz Sessions is that, you know, that this is generally catered towards uh, people who work a nine to five or a steady day job, I should say. Uh, you know, you don't have to be like strung out at your day job. You don't have to. You might enjoy your day job, but it's mainly if you're already busy with a day job and you're busy with uh, what happens after your day job. So, uh, I, you know, I think I'll just do us a favor and I'll just kind of read the synopsis of what I wrote. So, uh, so this, yeah. So this is effectively improving productivity outside of work. Uh, and if you're someone who like either does consulting or you kind of work from home or you work your own hours and it's more flex, I don't believe this will be heavily apply like applied to you. Uh, and I'll explain as I discuss this article. So I, like a number of Americans, tend to procrastinate when it comes to hustling or doing any sort of production that involves work, uh, you know, outside of the job. And it's understandable. Uh, you know, if you think of the average Joe, the average week might look something like this. On Monday, you get up an hour before work, you take a shower, eat breakfast, and you're out the door. You work eight hours, maybe with a couple breaks, and depending on the job, you'll be tired. You head straight home, and, or happy hour with friends for a couple hours. Uh, you, you relax, eat dinner either with yourself, family, or friends. And probably later at night, you just browse the internet, play some games, or just hop on the spot, or hop on the smartphone, just to decompress. And next thing you know, the day is over. Uh, 
Same thing, Tuesday through Friday, you kind of just do the same thing. There might be some variations. You might go to the gym a couple days. You might pay a couple bills or watch kids. It's a fairly daily, ordinary daily routine, and I, again, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But then, I think most people on Saturday or Sunday, they rest and recover from the week and enjoy their time off, or they might do chores around the house. Uh, and obviously, it does vary dependent uh, person to person, but uh, but generally, that tends to be the routine. Or at least that was the routine that I mentioned back in 2016, which is a long time ago when I wrote this, holy cow. Now, again, if you're watching this, if you're doing that stuff, there's nothing inherently wrong with it, uh, you know, uh, but if you enjoy watching Netflix and are happy doing it, more power to you. Uh, however, if you're someone that wants to be more productive, and this is the key thing here, is if you want to be more productive and you're willing to do that, but you also tend to get bogged down by the 9 to 5, uh, usually you feel the most exhausted at the end of the day, most, both mentally and physically. So it's tough to find free time to yourself. And even if you have alone time, you still feel like there might not be enough time to do things you want to. And that's the key thing too, is like if you have alone time and you realize, you know, going back to the dead time concept, you have like 15 or 30 minutes of alone time or free time or whatever, uh, you still feel like there isn't enough time to do things you want. And it could be like a side hustle, exercise, you know, writing material, it doesn't matter. Um, but you still need to motivate yourself to do what you want to and have the discipline and follow through. So the idea of these split sessions is that it helps you uh, identify what you can do within certain time frames. So split session, the whole idea behind it is that you'll start to look forward to utilizing your free time as opposed to quote unquote time that's been taken for granted. And these split sessions can be, uh, you know, one hour split sessions, two hours, four, six, eight. Uh, I generally like to keep it, keep it within hours, uh, probably a minimum of this one hour, uh, only because, well, I'll explain as I go. I don't want to cut ahead, but essentially, the requirements behind this is that you need a free block of time. Now, I will shout out to, um, I think it's Calendly, not Calendly, um, Clockwise, uh, where it actually tracks your daytime and it'll help you align meetings and everything else to give you the best, like, optimal, quote-unquote, focus time. Um, I would definitely recommend checking that out. It's probably more for work functions, but I'm pretty sure you can find some at-home applications as well. But essentially, if you have a free block of time, in it, whether if it just happened or if you're planning for it, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be eight hours. It could be one hour or 45 minutes, I guess. Uh, you know, see while the family's out or you're home alone or an extra, like, three hours you have before UFC fight. Some of us have more free time than others, but almost all of us can find some sort of free time if we look for it. Again, that's going back to the concept of dead time. The recommended items have a whiteboard or a notepad plus a writing object. So for me, I, I use a whiteboard. It's like a 18 by 24 inch whiteboard. I paid about $15 online. Uh, it's something that I could put on my lap or can carry with me around the house. And that's the big thing too, is like I usually want to have something that's that's readily available and close by. And the big thing that I recommend is like you, you just want to have the strong mindset. And the whole idea, again, behind dead time is that it helps you get into the mindset the whole idea behind these split sessions that I'm talking about is that you have to be actively willing to find your free block of time and this free block of time is essentially a timer that will keep track of everything that is accomplished 
So we're going back and we're gamifying the, the things that you need to do. So you can start measuring how much you can get done within the time frame. So as opposed to you saying like, I got 45 minutes, what can I do? Uh, you're, you're no longer talking about the what, you're talking about the how much can I get done in a, in, you know, in, in a competitive uh, tone. And, or let's say a more competitive mindset versus a abrasive mindset. So it's not about the free time itself. It's about the remaining time you have to make the best use of. So this kind of takes like the whole dead time into quantifying, not only dead time quantifies how much time you have available, but this, these split sessions actually add weight to the activities that you're doing in your free time. Now, again, the biggest reason why I mentioned the nine to five is that uh, for me, when I worked nine to five, I would, I would always feel like I never had enough time. And I would never find like the pockets of time. So whenever I did have like four or five hours of just complete Joey time to get everything he needs to be, be done uh, for the week, uh, that was like, that was a switch that said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do it right now. Like that's what turned, like I had to seek that out. And I feel like uh, it's a lot harder for me to do it now. Yeah, because there are certain other tasks and there's priorities and I can and I kind of already schedule most of my stuff ahead of time so uh, so I consider like the blitz sessions as more of like a level one or level two type of like time productivity tool because uh, it's going to start getting to the point where uh, you'll probably start thinking like oh yeah I can effectively use time this or where you start looking at the time value of money uh, at some point and that's when that might shift how you would do things at least that's from my experience so it was like a time value of happiness too. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, so everyone has their own uh, thing. So again, uh, I try to, at least, at least for me, when it comes to this free time, it's uh, it's turning these split sessions into uh, a gamified framework of product production and accomplishment. And for me, it's just one long game with a time unit. So I have eight hours. I, no, well, actually, I'll go back to talk about how I do it. So. Uh, how to do it is effectively is that you grab your whiteboard and you write any top-level task you want to achieve uh, during your available time block. And usually I have like five or ten things I write down. It could be small chores, errands, self-tasks, uh, anything that really you've been say been putting off, even really what really been wanting to do. Then pick two items that require the least amount of effort and complete them. I recommend doing this because you'll get in the motion of completing tasks and start building momentum in completing more items. Uh, a good example, uh, I, I include it in the article too, I include some screenshots. Uh, my to-do list initial was just saying like, get up or get money for rent, do the dishes, fold laundry, fix the bed, clean up boxes, uh, gather up items to sell on eBay, uh, set up Xbox Live, set up Google Alerts, read articles, clean up house, clean up you know, create my own Netflix account, set up social media stuff. So I already listed like nine or ten things, but essentially that was just things that came off the top of my head right away. That took me like two minutes to write. So obviously we all kind of know what, what we need to be doing, but when you start writing it down, you're actually like visualizing it too. So, uh, so once you start going through your list, you can just pick, pick and choose, like I said, the easiest ones. And for me, it's just like, oh, pay rent or set up alerts or just click do the dishes. So when you start doing those tasks, uh, you know, be sure to keep your 
a board nearby, but as you start completing a task, you'll start thinking of additional tasks as they pop up. So you can start adding them and start creating subtasks from your top-level to-dos. So a top-level to-do in theory could be like clean up the house. So you think about that, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to start with my bedroom. So as so under clean up house, you might put another item that says clean up bedroom first, or clean up bedroom. So you're actively working on things and adding to your list in real time. And as you can see, like in the example, like after two hours, I completed a few more tasks and added additional ones. And the ones I added, or the ones I completed was, uh, you know, clean up bedroom, get the mail, uh, set up calendars. And then I added, uh, you know, look at old clothes. Think of the ones I need to get rid of and sell and potentially buy new clothes. Uh, you know, put dishes away, I added that. After I did the dishes, I need to put them away. Uh, so. Generally, over time, uh, as I complete these items, I cross them out completely. And for the ones that I'm actually working on or in progress, I would just put a check mark next to it. So if I put a check mark next to something, it means, hey, I started this, but I might be waiting for something else. And generally, the check marks that I have are directly related, related to dead time because if I'm waiting on something, that's a bottleneck. That's something that I don't want to. I don't, I, I, for one, I never want to be a bottleneck, and two, if there is a bottleneck in my life, I don't want to be waiting on that bottleneck, or if I have to, I have to try to be efficient in what I'm doing while I'm waiting for that bottleneck. So, so generally, the check marks are pretty much uh, dead time indicators in this. And the example I mentioned are like, or you said, full laundry, and I start working on that, or reading articles. Uh, all of reading articles is the dead time, but uh, it's something else in the progress of doing. And, but the ones that are relevant are full laundry, uh, gathering items to sell in the house on eBay. Like if I saw an item while I was cleaning, I would just quickly add that to a list on my phone. So again, I'm trying to maximize what I'm doing uh, during this. And lunch was like a dead time activity because, you know, making bacon on the stove, I don't have to be around doing that the whole time. So, so you can see the example of how generally if there's a check mark, I start adding items in the meantime. And after eight hours, uh, in this example, I went from like a list of like 12 things to about 25 after eight hours, and I managed, managed to complete 17 of, them, 17 of them. So I can proudly say that I accomplished a lot in my free time. However, the biggest takeaway is that I can visually see the accomplishments as I progressed. I managed to mix quite a variety of to-dos between social media, marketing and my personal errands and chores so that's kind of the idea behind it is that you can look at that and say okay well here's everything i've done now if i want to sit, take a photo of that and then erase the marker board and then kind of set up a next to-do list of, the, of what you want to do that's kind of been it's kind of been holding you back uh you know your next split, split session you can do that Alternatively, again, if you're actively trying to find time and say like, oh, I have another, if I have an hour, 30 minutes between my laundry, uh, maybe I should do this blitz list or blitz session in 90 minutes to see how much I can actually get done. Uh, not only that, but like you can start, not only that, I think that's effective, but you can actually start uh, in your head, you know, start ingraining the amount of task it takes for you to get done within a certain time frame. So if you know you can, pay rent, fold laundry, check out videos, clean up your house, do lunch, uh, put the dishes away, and maybe uh, do a couple like social media things in like two hours. But then 
you know, you're going to know what you can do in that time frame. And you can either, like I said, try to gamify it more and see if you can become more efficient and become better at it. Or you could just use that as a baseline and say, okay, I have two hours. So here's what I feel like I can get done anyways. And you might not have to, you might not need the to-do list in the future. You might not need to do the blitz session, but you already know what you're capable of within those two hours and you can automatically go in that uh, productivity mode. That's generally uh, how I would uh, take, you know, use this approach. And I, I do know that this is probably not going to work for everyone. Uh, this is just something that I feel like I, that I tend to uh, use for myself. And for me, whenever I feel like I'm in a lull or a lag outside of like Google things and try to figure it out, a lot of these things are just kind of either figuring it out yourself. And, and if I'm able to find like an article, someone else's tactic that works, I'm always willing to try it as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I try not to, I don't know, I, I try not to talk too much about the things that I normally do, specifically um, outside of this podcast, I should say, um, only because I, I feel like my solutions are very catered towards people who are similar to me or si- similar to how we think or si- similar to how we act. And, uh, you know, if it's something that a lot of people like, you know, feel free to share it. Uh, at least that's kind of how I think about it. And I know with the dead time, I probably should come up with like drawings and videos or whatever. But uh, honestly, uh, honestly, I just feel like that's going to take up too much time of my day. Maybe I'll get to it someday, but I don't feel like that's a high priority. Uh, but going back to the blitz sessions, uh, before I go way off, uh, uh, the whole idea behind the blitz session was for, you know, personal. But uh, if you're wondering if, if you can do this for work as well, uh, I believe you can. Uh, usually I keep it super simple, but the biggest reason why the blitz session is more effective outside of work is that you ultimately decide what you can accomplish with limited constraints except time. That brings motivation. Someone who already has the job usually has an incentive to be motivated, often money or passion of work. So when you're not working, uh, you know, the key thing about these split sessions is that it keeps you motivated or you're incentivized to be motivated because, you know, you're generally not going to be paid for most of the stuff you do. Um, that can be debatable down the road, like if you're starting your business and doing that in your free, t- in your free time. Obviously, the work you put in will hopefully reap uh, long-term value long-term, but, you know, uh, general chores, task, and whatnot, yeah, probably not. Uh, but I do highly recommend creating some sort of to-do list at your job so you can plan your day accordingly. Uh, there are certain tools such as Wonderlist and Trello uh, that can that you can do as well. Uh, personally, I use uh, ClickUp or Monday. That's another one too that people use or uh, Jira. Um, but you don't have to carry a whiteboard everywhere you go. Though I'm not per- though I'm not opposed to that personally. Uh, so why? If you're doing it at home, like why would I use a whiteboard if there are other tracking tools available? Uh, for me, it's personal preference. Uh, sitting down and writing the to-do, to-dos helps reinforce the goals I want to accomplish, and it makes it that much harder to slack off. I don't feel the same way with using the app when I'm pushing buttons. And yeah, that's generally the idea behind the Blitz sessions. I, I think that's a, a practical idea or concept to apply for you know, for your day-to-day, uh, you know, like I said, depending on your day-to-day, but, uh, you know, a set of one-size-fits-all solution. However, I do think if you're someone who is, is generally, uh, you know, obviously have trouble sleeping, but 
you know, it could be insomnia, it could be a billion different things. Uh, you know, you might just need to get your mind off of your day. Or you just need, you know, you just want to listen to this voice and it helps you fall asleep, you know. Um, but generally, if you have trouble sleeping or if you continue to have trouble sleeping, there's generally an underlying cause behind it. And for some, it could just be simply you just have too many tasks to do, so little time. Or, or you just, yeah, you just have just too many tasks in general, or there's, there's just a lot of stressors. And I believe that turning a daunting approach into something that's more proactive and that's gamified is something that, one, is fun to do, and two, uh, you're always competing with yourself at the end of the day. And, and at least what I've heard, and, you know, the sage advice from other people who are a lot smarter and more successful than me, or cooler than me, uh, but, you know, generally, um, is, you know, they often say, you know, don't worry about others, you're not, you're not competing with others, you're just competing with yourself at the end of the day. So, uh, I think, I, I hope that's more actionable than me just saying, uh, you know, do better than the day before, even though, as simple as that sounds, that really is a good concept. I think, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll stop right here for now in regard in regards to talking about dead time. So let's talk about the non-podcast stuff. So if this is your first time listening, ever still new to the podcast, if you're listening at this point, I for one, I'm very sorry <laughs> that you should that you're still awake. If you're listening to this during the day and you're not trying to sleep, well, hopefully I was able to provide value. But generally, at the end of most episodes, I like to talk about either the podcast, what's going on with me, uh, really because at the end of the day, I hope to help you fall asleep in this podcast, at least initially. I kind of thought it was a joke at first just to make it about me, uh, the concept about like the voice and everything else, but I keep getting a lot more downloads day in and day out, and the more I'm trying to separate myself from the podcast, I just try and provide value, or just thinking about things that I hopefully like make sense. Um, I feel like I have the most fun in it. But I still... I'm a, I'm a monologuer, of course, because I've literally been talking to myself on a microphone for 50 minutes now. However, generally, I don't know, there's certain things I would like to talk about towards the end of podcast because it's, I feel like it's just the least amount of interest to most people, but if you are a diehard listener, or if you're still awake, well, if you're still awake, for one, again, if you're still awake, I'm sorry, and two, if it's 3 a.m., I keep saying this, just get up right now, this is dead time. You laying for the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes, realizing you can't go to sleep after the first half an hour, and it's 3 a.m. You know the rules, guys. If you can't go to sleep after at least 30 minutes uh, in the middle of the night, just get up and do a chore. Okay? So how about right now, just get up, go to your pantry or closet, grab a broom, and sweep the kitchen. And sweep the bathroom. And you want to sweep, sweep the garage, as long as it's warm. There you go, that's three chores that you can do. So, if you're if you're gonna do that, just do it. And if not, then just, just keep listening and the nice little rain will come and fade out in like 10 minutes. However, um, if you're someone who is just listening to this and it's still like 11 o'clock at night and you're still awake, just remember, eat a mandarin, you feel good, you sleep good, and it tastes good. But assuming you're still up, and you're still listening past this point. The idea of kind of uh, dead time, 
or this episode uh, really is something that I uh, generally love to focus on and it's something that I admittedly have forgotten to do uh, more recently and that's mainly because my schedule I, I, I have the ability to correct my own schedule now and I've been really focusing on a lot of things outside of the podcast and while I'm still dedicated to the podcast like I explicitly dedicate a day to towards recording and editing or you know most of a day uh, it's it's uh, it's still hard to be self-managing when uh, you know no one's looking over your shoulder and I, at least personally I found that my best self-management days was when I had a boss or someone who was kind of looking over and it was kind of like that pressure not only say a pressure but like that feeling of Proving the company that hey, like I'm my own adult, I'm self-management, and I can do it, and I have been able to. But outside of work, it's a lot harder. And uh, I'm, you know, fortunate to be in a position where you know I can create my own schedule, um, but my productivity isn't as high as it should be. And it kind of goes back to uh, kind of the layers of like blitz sessions and dead time. Is that you know a lot of the blitz session stuff is is stuff that you can do for yourself. Um, what interests you, or just things that are in the back of your mind that you know that need to get, get done on a more personal level. So that you're able to separate more of the personal and work in that aspect versus kind of, at least in my opinion, uh, separating the work, or sorry, combining kind of like the schedules of like work and uh, not work and personal. Uh, for me, I've been finding it a lot harder to do. But that's why I really love creating these uh, podcast episodes because it helps me create a sense of structure, sense of just just any sense of framework for me to work off of versus me trying to create my own ideas. I don't say create my own ideas, but like create my own frameworks and things that um, that work for me without any constraints. Uh, I find that when you work within constraints, it's I think it's like paradoxically it gives you more freedom uh, to find the unlimited possibilities within a constraint. So, sounds crazy, but that I mean, the, the, I think this tends to be how I'm wired, uh, specifically, so, uh, but, yeah, so, just a little note for you guys, I really, I really wanted to point this out, uh, that uh, this is not the first recording of this episode. Uh, I initially had a 40-minute version that I recorded on the Wednesday, and if you, if you notice on my Twitter, I said I wasn't able to finish recording due to, you know, time constraints, and uh, I thought about just finishing that episode today and rolling with it, but uh, I thought I was doing myself and you guys a huge disservice by, uh, if I did that route, uh, because I, I generally do all of my research, a lot of this stuff uh, beforehand, and, you know, usually a couple hours, or in, in this case, you know, I've already done a lot of this research prior in the past, and I wanted to kind of bring more light to it on uh, this platform. And uh, that episode was just not, did not meet my standards, and it was the first time where I kind of just sat and thought, you know, would people enjoy this a lot more if I knew what I was talking about versus kind of just winging, not really winging it, but kind of just... Uh, like fairly, like a mini wing it, but not without too much prep or, or without too much of the knowledge simmering in my head before I can actually say it in a way that at least in my head makes sense to you guys. 
And the answer to that was just like, you know, the, you know that quality wasn't good. And this, and this is the first time that I actually set a standard on this podcast. And I, I don't know if that's a good sign, if that's a bad sign. Uh, I just, you know, I like to talk out a lot of these things because I generally uh, treat this podcast as generally or genuinely, well, whatever, say to me, I'm genuinely, generally, I'm generally, generally, there it is, uh, interested uh, in, when I speak to this podcast, I imagine, you know, I'm speaking to people who are just willing to listen, and hopefully that, hopefully I can be able to solve a problem, and, and I want to keep doing a better job at this, and if it's something that, that I can control, then I will do what I can to do that. And I don't know, maybe I just wanted to go out and say, like, hey, like, I, like there was a previous version, but I didn't think that was that great. And, I don't know. I don't know, guys. If you guys are interested in getting that, it's pretty much talking about the same thing, but I just felt like it, it just felt like I was more long-winded. I didn't feel like I was in the zone. Uh, but, and, and <laughs> what do I sound like? I sound like Michael Jordan or something like that, but... Uh, but yeah, I think I, I think this version is probably a lot better, and I've noticed, and this is a bonus for those of you who are still awake. So if you're still awake, I guess here's a little juice, juice of tidbit of juicy information. Um, I really, I really don't go out of my way to talk about like the podcast numbers anymore. If you've noticed that, uh, at least explicitly, like make a podcast episode regarding like this podcast thoughts, uh, and. I do that mainly because uh, I, I try to use the information that's given to me, and I work, and I either adapt or work around it, or see if it makes sense. And, and I noticed outside of the, if I look at like the last, uh, yeah, if I looked at the last, say, thirty episodes, twenty episodes, uh, there is a noticeable uptick ever since, uh, like my worst performing episode in the last several months has been uh, this one called Podcast Ramblings. I look at the numbers and I barely have a couple of downloads, which, uh, you know, to me I find phenomenal that people are listening, but like if I were to compare it now to anything else that I've made, I think it has the least amount of downloads. So talking about Podcast Ramblings and questions, uh, and this was back in December, you know, not many people want to talk about that or care. And for me, when I see that, I think, okay, well, you know, I tried, whatever. You know, I'm not going to take offense. Uh, and it also tells me, okay, yeah, people don't, you know, people want to listen for uh, anything else I talk about. And when it comes to talking about the podcast specifically, it's just probably either for more like super diehard fans or people that, at least in my head, if I were listening, like, if I were listening and I cared about like, or if I wanted to care about like how the podcast is doing in general, or if I have any curiosities, um, you probably would be listening to the end anyways. And the people who are probably really wanting to sleep and don't want to get the most value are listening to the, the to the first stuff. So I, that's the way I think about it. I try to add the most important information, the most useful information in, in front of the podcast. And then towards the end, it just becomes more of like the ramblings. And I think, I don't know, I consider these kind of like the post credits of the podcast is because I, I don't uh, I generally don't have too much to say I'm kind of just winning it after after this so or you know after the after the points I wanted to talk about 
Now, what's interesting uh, looking at this is that after the uh, NFC, no, at, yeah, after the NFL playoff episodes and the, the more recent startup idea episodes, uh, ever since the new year happened, I've been the downloads have been getting nuts, guys. Like it's crazy. Like I told you guys, within the first week, I had like two downloads, and I was even happy to get like a hundred downloads. Period. So seeing. Like, I think an episode I re released, like, two weeks ago, like, How to Stop Mind Racing Running Thoughts has over, like, 500 downloads. Almost 400, almost 500 downloads in two weeks. Like, that is absurd, guys. Like, I, I like, Coro and I want to thank you guys for listening. If you're someone who, who downloads and listens to this, like, I really, from the bottom of my heart, like, I, I find it mind-boggling that people listen. Uh, and... Even episodes that I think are kind of just, like, out there. Like, even for me. Like, Describing Cozy Places surprisingly does well. It has almost... that had a 400 downloads in 14 days. And th these numbers are, like, shattering the numbers I had prior. Like, that's what keeps blowing my mind. So, uh, it just tells me that the more I try talking about certain things, or more I try talking about either, like, sleep-related or dream-related, or, co you know, just the artist sleeping stuff-related in general, uh, works pretty well. Uh, even the Super Bowl stuff, I or like the sports betting stuff, I enjoy a lot, but I haven't been too involved into it. Uh, but uh, next episode will be pretty interesting because it's going to talk a little bit more about other things that I'm interested in. Um, but uh, but for now, the way I'm seeing it is that I like I, I like to talk about like I said a, a bunch of different things that I think will provide you guys value. Um, but the I, but there really isn't a general. Uh, category because uh, the end goal is to help you fall asleep so uh, I, I'm i starting to take these numbers into more consideration now only because I feel like I'm getting enough downloads and a lot of, enough like indicators that uh, that I think makes sense but uh, of course I'm still going to create episodes that I feel like make make a lot of sense but at least to let you guys know like hey like I'm saying like a lot too I realize so I'm getting, might be getting a little bit too excited. So I'm going to try to tone it down. Just take it down one octave and tone down my rate of word speech by like 20 words a minute or 20 miles per hour. Whatever. whatever. I'm just speaking nonsense. But uh, even the most recent episodes are still getting almost 400 downloads in 14 days. And I pair that to up until the new year I have a, so many episodes that don't even have 400 downloads total uh, I don't know I find that mind-boggling like I, I just it, it completely blows my mind about how much like people are listening and yeah I just want to say thanks guys uh, and hopefully I'm able to provide you guys the value that you guys are looking for, hopefully it's in this form of sleep or just knowledge, helping to sleep or getting you guys to take some action. Uh, uh, you know, this podcast is something that, uh, you know, it, it's something that I like to do. It gives me like a couple hours a, a week just to talk about what's kind of going on. Not so much with me, but kind of going on how I see the world and hopefully it, it applies to you. And I'm sure that that message has probably changed if you listen from like episode one or two or three. I mean, those are probably terrible episodes in hindsight. <laughs> like, I don't even want to listen to them. 
Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel pretty happy with this podcast. And that's all I wanted to say, guys, is that I'm happy with this podcast. And I think I'm starting to take this a little bit more seriously um, than, than what I anticipated. Uh, I'm, you know, outside of the podcast itself. I don't, I don't know if you guys... And this is like the extra bonus stuff now. This is not even... This is not even podcast related. This is like Joey related. If you absolutely care, like, uh, you know, I personally have just been, uh, you know, I, I, I've just been going through a lot of changes uh, the last this this year, and I'm taking I'm taking myself a lot more seriously than uh, before. I'm not saying I don't, I'm not saying I'm going to be a serious individual. I, I you know I certainly love to goof around, but uh, but I've just found myself to be too decluttered. Uh, my time, it just seemed like a lot of bad habits have crept in over the last like year and a half and this podcast has certainly helped me gain like a sense of schedule, a sense of a framework and it's given me more more incentive to uh, you know, become better for myself uh, because I, my, ideal, my ideal goal and my fascination with sleep is still something that uh, resonates with me and, and I really Prefer, and I feel like good sleep is the foundation of everything. And, and if I'm able to help you guys start working on that foundation and start talking about things that can help you uh, in one way, shape, or form, then that's great. And, and I think that's as far as I'm taking it for now. Uh, you know, who, who, who knows how far that's going to go. And I know some of you are still waiting for the Patreon. I know I got emails. And you know, like I said, if you are still listening for one, feel free to throw an email out uh, to me. To send me an email, say what's up, some feedback or comments. Uh, this is my first time asking for this too. If you guys are listening at this point, I would hope that you actually are enjoying this. Uh, I don't generally ramble on too much uh, at this point, but if my logic is correct, and I hope it is, you know, you guys are probably either the, like the super diehards here. Or if you're a first-time listener, then this is probably you could probably turn it off right now. But but ideally, uh, if you listen to a few episodes of the podcast and you like what you're seeing or hearing, uh, please leave a review on I don't know where you guys listen to it on like Stitcher or Apple. Uh, I I'm feeling more confident at least in this podcast in the stuff that I talk about because uh, before it just didn't seem like it was going to be too much. Like I didn't know where I was going to be headed with it. I just wanted to create something that that would help people fall asleep and I didn't know how and I'm glad that it, you know this is gaining traction and and for me I feel pretty uh, you know validated in, in helping you guys and hopefully you guys have been able to uh, you know been able to fall asleep as well so uh, yeah thank you very much guys and if you like I said are able to fall asleep or if you're able to enjoy the podcast or give any feedback go send me an email or if you, like I said leave a review hopefully it's a five star or a four star you know whatever I don't know, but, uh, you know, I, I want to make this podcast a little bit better, and, uh, and I don't know, I, I just want to make this podcast a little bit better just day in and day out, and hopefully uh, we'll see where this goes, but, yeah, thank you guys very much for listening, and until next time, take care, and dream easy.